0: Thank you for listening to New Legacy Linden's Weekly Sermon. I am Martha Bredesen, a friend of Jesus and part of this awesome gathering of believers working out our faith together. This month's mini-series on, is on spiritual disciplines, and today I'll be talking about prayer. We encourage people to set aside the time they would come to church on Thursday nights to practice spiritual discipline. If New Legacy Linden is a place you call home as a church, we invite you to give through www.NewLegacyLinden.com. We have been able to give generously these last few months during Corona. Thank you to your generous contributions. So before we get into it, let's just have a moment to pray. Lord, I thank you so much that you are always talking to us. And you are intimately aware of all the things in our life, Lord, and you want to be a part of that. Lord, I thank you for your great love and your great mercy and your great grace. Help us to focus our eyes on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So last week we heard from Tanner on the importance of reading the Bible. And we got the chance to hear part of his testimony about God, how God had changed his life through it. And today I'm going to tell you about the importance of prayer and how one simple, honest prayer changed my life. God, teach me to pray. I'm going to make a bold statement. Prayer is the most important thing that you do in your life. I'll say it again. Prayer is the most important thing that you will do in your life, but it takes time and focus to learn, just like learning how to eat or learning to talk or learning to walk. And when I asked God to teach me to pray, I had no idea what that meant. I now believe that real effective prayer is the awareness that God is always with me. He is always for me. He is always teaching me and he is always loving me as I learn to love, trust, and follow him. I see who he really is. And in turn, I can truly see others and myself the way God sees me in the world. Just like Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. That is my life verse. It helps me to keep my eyes on Jesus. And to pray without ceasing. Because how can I trust if I don't have a relationship where we talk together in prayer, where I experience His love for me? And how can I acknowledge Him if I don't turn my attention to Him or see Him for who He is in prayer? And how do I see to walk along the path He makes straight if I don't follow what He says? And how can I be not wise in my own eyes, my own way of seeing the world, unless I humble myself and make him the Lord of my life who I obey? How can I revere God and do what is right if I can't see him as my loving father who leads me in all that I do? God's love is the light to see, and it heals my heart. All these things happen in prayer. You cannot follow the Lord without prayer. Prayer is where you experience God's love, where you see things clearly in His light, and where He heals you and makes you more like Jesus. I've shared some of my story with you in the past, and to sum it up, I grew up in a Christian family who loved the Lord. But I somehow picked up the belief along the way that God was a never pleased dictator that just was there to keep me in line. My whole understanding of Him was veiled in the lie that I was just a sum of all my stupid sins that I could do nothing about. And he was never pleased. Sin, not love or grace, was always the focus. I never did enough in church. I never read my Bible enough. I never prayed enough. Really, I was never good enough to be accepted. That is a lie from Satan. Oh, how I was blind to the truth. Because the truth is, I am made a new creation once I believe and put my trust in Jesus. I am always acceptable to God because of what Jesus did for me. I just have to believe. Simple, but difficult. Especially when it goes against my understanding of what I have experienced. And you, my friend, are also a new creation. I had heard from others and read in the Bible how powerful prayer could be. Blessings given, provision given, no rain for three years. That one's pretty crazy. People healed and brought back from the dead. Okay, that's probably the biggest one. Those are some powerful prayers. But my prayers were little and rarely answered why was that so I asked him to teach me to pray what I thought was my main problem was time when I asked him to teach me I was up to my neck in babies and small children I felt as if I never had the opportunity to get away and be with the Lord so the first thing he taught me was to pray without ceasing my immature prayers were for what I wanted, what would make me comfortable, or make my life easier. But Jesus didn't come to do that. Comfort and ease are not God's objective in our life, but sure can be in ours. I have believed the lie that prayer had to be a certain way or he wouldn't listen. The truth is, he is always listening, and the effectiveness of my prayers has more to do with my prayer perspective, and my posture towards God than anything else. So how do you pray without ceasing? It doesn't mean you never stop talking. It means awareness that I am in the presence of God always. I always have access to him. He is always with me. It means to always be listening to him. It means to always be following him. In all my ways, I acknowledge him. He taught me we can always be together or that we really are always together. In the middle of changing diapers, I talked to him about my child and my parenting In the middle of doing 5,000 loads of laundry, I thank him for the washing machine that keeps going even though I have used it endlessly for seven years. I thank him for the people in my life that I have the privilege of loving and sharing my life with. In driving kids to and from school, I talk to him about the people in my, my, my life I know need him and ask him what he is doing in their life. What is he praying for them? In the middle of a conflict, I ask him to help me have his perspective on what is happening. When I see that I am being a jerk, I ask him for forgiveness and to help me change my ways and to not be a jerk. And then I ask a person for forgiveness as well. Here is a way to tell if your prayers are effective and are in line with God. Because effective prayer is always in line with what God wants. He promises that he will hear our prayers and give us what we ask for when we pray in the name of Jesus. He doesn't promise that he will do it in our way or in our timing, because that would make me Lord, wouldn't it? Effective prayer comes from a place of reverence and humility, a place where he leads and I follow. Affective prayer is not subject to the elaborate words I may use or even by words at all. Even a groan can be an effective cry for help. Affective prayer is not about the posture of my body like folded hands or closed eyes, but about the posture of my heart towards God. The physical act of kneeling, though, does have an effect on the posture of my heart. Effective prayer is not subject to time and place. It is found in every place and in every time, and as short and as long as it takes. It is always available at every time and everywhere. Effective prayer looks like the Lord's Prayer, which can be found in Matthew 6, verse 5 through 15. When you pray, do not be like those who only pretend to be holy. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners. They want to be seen by others. What I'm about to tell you is true. They have received their complete reward. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father, who can't be seen. He will reward you. Your Father sees what is done in secret. When you pray, do not keep talking on and on the way God, ungodly people do. They think they will be heard because they talk a lot. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need even before you ask Him. This is how you should pray Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May what you want to happen be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, just as we also have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Keep us from falling into sin when we are tempted. Save us from the evil one. Forgiving people when they sin against you, if you do, your father who is in heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive people their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. That's that's a heavy one. So let's go over Jesus' prayer line by line. The first line, Our father in heaven, may your name be honored. My version might be Papa Let me see your face, that I may honor you for who you are, because you are so amazing. I revere you, I give you the greatest honor, and I want to know you more. That is what he wants. I see him as a loving father, and myself as an adored child. This is a prayer of accepted position with God. To see God for who he really is and to see myself and others the way God sees them. Accepting he is our loving father and us his adored children. God gets the honor and the praise. The next line, may your kingdom come. May what you want to happen be done on earth as it is done in heaven. My version of this prayer might be, God, you are a good king, and you are the leader in all the world, especially my own heart. Help me to follow your son, Jesus, and to become more like him. This is a prayer of submission, accepting God as the loving boss who is good and trustworthy and faithful. Accepting that his way is always best. A call to only do as the father is doing just like Jesus did. The next line, give us today our daily bread. My version might be like this. Please give me the things I need to live. Provide for my needs so that I can serve you with all that I am. This is a prayer for provision, asking God for what he you for what we need. <clears throat> Food is very important we will die without it. And he wants to provide for us. But this is for all provision. This prayer is also an admission that God is the provider of all that we need. If he is the provider of all we need, we serve him. If money is the provider for all that we need, we serve money. It is a matter of perspective. If I am so focused on money and what it does for me, I miss out on believing in God and trusting in him to lead me to what I need. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I need to ask myself, who has my heart, God or money? Just like it says in Matthew six twenty-four. No one can serve two masters at the same time. You will hate one of them and love the other, or you will be faithful to one and dislike the other. You can't serve God and money at the same time. The next line reads, Forgive us our sins, just as we also forgive those who sin against us. My version might be like this. "Ah, uh, Forgive me, Lord. I have believed lies about who I am. Help me to see that I am always enough in Jesus, and I forgive those who made me feel like I was never enough. They no longer owe me for their offense, just as I no longer owe you for mine. This is a prayer of confession and repentance. I have done or believed something wrong. I see that I was wrong, and I want to do what is right I, chose, I choose to forgive those who have done wrong things to me as well. And the last line, keep us from falling into sin when we are tempted. Save us from the evil one. My version might be like this. Lord, I am so angry right now. Help me to see this situation and this person the way you see them. Give me the strength to do what is right and to not be subject to my own sin and my own ways. What are you teaching me in this? This is a prayer of acceptance that we need a savior. We cannot do it on our own. We cannot see clearly on our own. We can easily be blinded by emotions. There are forces outside of ourselves that are bent on killing and stealing and destroying us. We need him to become who he has made us to be, image bearers of God. Forgiveness is a huge part of becoming who we are meant to be in Jesus. And the working out of forgiveness is found in prayer. God is not focused on the sin. You better believe that he is focused on the healing. Forgiveness is where the love is. Forgiveness is where the light to see is. Forgiveness is where the healing is. What God really wants is for us to have a loving relationship with Him and with other people. This is the sum of all the laws, like it reads in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six through forty. Teacher, he asked, which is the most important commandment in the law? Jesus replied. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Love him with all your mind. This is the first and most important commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Everything that is written in the law and the prophets is based on these two commandments. So how do we do this? How do we love God and love others? God talks about this all over the Bible. One of my favorites is Micah 6.8, and it says, The Lord has shown you what is good. He says he has told you what he requires of you. You must treat people fairly. You must love others faithfully. And you must be careful to live the way your God wants you to. This kind of love takes a lot of good communication with God and with people. Setting aside time to be with each other to work out all the things, prayer with God and talking with people are super important. Our busy, distractive culture makes this difficult. Words are powerful, and you can find many verses in the Bible about this, like proverbs eighteen twenty one Your tongue has the power of life and death; those who love to talk will eat the fruit of their words or proverbs 12:18 the words of thoughtless people cut like swords but the tongue of wise people bring healing prayer is powerful and can change our hearts here's a prayer from king david search me o god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts psalms 139:23 now that is a submitted prayer a vulnerable prayer. He is faithful to work in our hearts, but we have to trust that he is always good, even when it is hard to do. God wants our yielded, trusting hearts first, not us doing stuff for him or giving stuff to him. That comes once we are yielded and willing to follow. Prayer is a vehicle of the greatest love. Prayer is the candle that holds the flame the light of God. Prayer is the salt that holds back the enemy's advances so that God can heal us. Prayer is where I learn God's never-ending love for me. Prayer is where I learn to love people better. Prayer is where I love God back in thanksgiving, in praise, and in obedience. Love, God's and ours covers a multitude of sins. The setting down of one's own life for another. You will need some prayer for that. Light. With Jesus, we reflect the nature of God. You better believe that you're going to need some prayer and obedience to do that. Healing. God is the healer of body and heart and spirit. We are to be the salt of the earth. Do you know what that symbolizes? We are to stop the spread of the infection, which is sin, and the plans of Satan with God's love. If you want to be salty salt, you are definitely going to need to pray about that. This is how we co-labor with Jesus. We believe and trust. God gives us love. We yield and follow God gives his light and it shines from us. We confess and change our ways. God heals our hearts and makes us more like Jesus. Prayer is the most important thing that you will do in your life. My prayer is that I have listened well to the Lord and conveyed what the Lord wants to speak to you. My prayer as this is that these words have emboldened you to believe and trust the Lord more and more. My prayer is that God gives you eyes to see what he sees. My prayer is that you will ask God all kinds of questions and be expectant of an answer because, beloved, he wants to speak to you. Just like a three-year-old, some of the most important questions are why and what's this? Friends, I bless you with a thirst and boldness to come before the Father. I bless you with reverent eyes to see God's amazing love and might. I bless you with a faith to believe all the words that come from your loving Father. Then you will be filled with His love, His light. And his healing. I want to leave you with a set of questions to mull over and talk about with God. To start, where is your heart's posture towards God? Only you can answer this. Are you in a humble, yielded state or a prideful, I can do it myself state? And no shame with the answer you find, because when you see it, you can turn from it if you choose. And that's God's heart for you. He focuses on the healing. The second question I give to you. Do you believe that he wants to and will talk to you? Same as the question, the last one. No shame. Because, oh, how he wants you to believe this. If you need to, ask him for faith to believe this. The third question Do you need to change the way you view prayer? Are you like I used to be and feel like you never do it right? There really is no wrong way to pray. Only a wrong posture of heart towards God. He will teach you. He is faithful to answer. And the final question I'll give to you. Are you ready to ask the Lord to teach you to pray? If not, what is holding you back? Is it fear of yielding to the Lord's will? Can you believe his bold promises that he is always good? He will teach you to pray. So let's pray. Father, I just pray that you will search our hearts. I pray that we would all be willing to look inside And what might be holding us back from you. And we would be willing to bring that to you. See it for what it is. And become healed by what you show us in your love and your light. Thank you, Lord, that you are always loving us. You are always inviting us. You are always talking to us. You are always ready to teach us if we are willing Now that is where I want to be. And I hope that's where you want to be too, friends. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, friends, for tuning in this week. I hope that you are getting a chance to enjoy a little of this beautiful summer weather, even in the midst of all that's happening in the world. His glory shines the brightest in his stunning creation. Don't you think? See you next time.